Hello. Hello. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna really try hard to behave. Oh, do do whatever you want, Perla. It's fine. It's <laughs> we should be oh. just fine. Hi, and welcome to Library Land Loves. I'm Emily, Education and Conference Manager at OLA. As you heard in our last episode, Michelle is off to Ryerson University Library, and I've been spending my days learning all about the life here at the OLA office after seven years of being a frontline librarian. Library Land Loves is produced bi-monthly, and we'll be going back to our bi-monthly schedule, so thank you for your patience as we found our rhythm again, and please don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Today I have Paula Cardozo and Emma Scott here with me, and they're excited to talk about something that makes a lot of us uncomfortable to discuss at work and in life, money. Paula and Emma are two librarians at the University of Lethbridge who are interested in the negotiating behavior of Canadian academic librarians and ran a session at the 2019 Super Conference called Do We Have Room to Move? Successfully Negotiating Your Job Offer. They're here today to share five pieces of wisdom for when you're navigating those sometimes murky trenches of salary negotiation. So welcome, Paula and Emma. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you here to talk about this. I feel like it's not something that we talk about enough as a culture. Well, we're going to change that. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. So is it a general top five or is it a ranked top five that you've prepared for today? Oh, I'd say a general. Okay. Some will apply in different cases. Some you'll, some I look at and say, yes, that was completely my experience. And some, I was like, oh, it doesn't speak to me as much, but mm -hmm. hopefully they'll be helpful altogether. Oh, I'm sure they will be. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So what is your number five? Oh, are we going? Maybe we should start at number one. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Start at number one. Logical. Uh, <laughs> and we have a bit of a story to tell in between the two of us, which is, I think, why Emma and I started working together on Amazing. it. So Emma's going to go first with our very first <laughs> top tip on uh, what to do when you receive your your job offer. Yeah. Uh, so my tip is don't rush. Um, as a new grad, there was my first job offer. Um, I was really excited about it and I think I signed the letter of offer within the day mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. and sent it back. Um, and I think a lot of us are just so happy to get a job that we don't stop to think about what it actually means and what room we have to negotiate with it. So um, definitely this, my first tip is don't rush. So you know, say you have to discuss it with your family, take your time. Um, they recommend, I think it was two to three days, which I think surprised a lot of people because most mm -hmm. people want to get it done within you know, 24 hours. Yeah, I think there can be that that mentality of, you know, what if they change their mind? Mm -hmm. I better yeah, hop on definitely. it quickly. But yeah, it's definitely not the case in reality. Most of the time the employers made you the offer because they really want you, right? So they're, they're yeah. waiting with the same kind of bated breath that you've been waiting for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So Paula here, and I guess um, my tip kind of feeds exactly from uh, number one. So when you give yourself that luxury of time, 
how do you use it? And um, one of the mistakes that I've made, and I've had three negotiating experiences, each one got a little bit better, but um, on the third one that I had when I came here to the University of Lethbridge, I should have contacted my faculty association, and I did not do that. Mm. And one of the reasons that we really, really emphasize this is that they're the ones on the ground who can give you that really good local information. Mm. And it's not just about salary, although that's you know the main one, and it's definitely the one that you should bring up first if you are negotiating. Mm-hmm. But there are a number of other things that are on the table that we're, we're going to talk about um, But your faculty association can kind of talk to you about the offer and let you know whether or not it is appropriate for your level of experience, um, the job that you're being asked to do and and what's going on there locally. So that was a big one that I didn't do and that um, we're starting to try to let new librarians as they come in and do interviews here, like just quietly say to them on the day, hey, listen, if you happen to get a job offer for this, call your bargaining unit, talk to the Mm. faculty association. I cannot stress that strongly enough. Really good tip. Yeah, and then the third one, I'm going to take that one as well. Um, Like I mentioned, I've had a few negotiating experiences. Without getting into details, the first one was an absolute disaster, and I it's only recently that I've really started talking about it to people, and I think that's part of the problem. You alluded to the money situation where we don't discuss these things. Well, I think we don't talk about negotiating, and, and we really should. Um, so each time got a little bit better, but the time uh, that I negotiated this particular offer, I, I got my offer via email, and when I wrote back, I said, can we set up a time to discuss this? Mm -hmm. And that's one of those ways that you can start that conversation. And that's a really hard thing for people to know what to do when they don't have much negotiating experience is how to even begin it. And that's one way you can do that. But, um, you know, I was working at another job and I certainly didn't want to have the phone call like while I was at work at my other job. So what I did was I, I, worked out a good time with you know my future dean that I was going to be working with and I decided to book some time off and to go home and prepare a space that I was really comfortable in Mm -hmm. and I had all of my little cheat notes um, anything that I could find about negotiating like literally googling how to negotiate my first job offer and things Mm -hmm. like that and uh, just a glass of water and I I remember I had a very vocal cat at the time so I put him in another room (laughs) like just all of these little things to make myself feel confident and somewhat in control of the situation because I knew that I was going to be talking to someone who had a lot more experience and frankly a lot more power Mm -hmm. and it actually ended up being a really positive experience. That's great. So you made a you made a point of sort of making yourself comfortable. You made a point of getting yourself prepared. And did you did you have particular things in mind that you came to the meeting prepared to ask for, or did you sort of go with what they were, you know, what they were offering and then counter in the moment? Well, I'll be frank. I was really happy with the salary that I was <laughs> offered, but that didn't stop me for asking. More and honestly, even if you just asked for two thousand more and you got one, Mm -hmm. you know that would actually make a really big difference. But of course, you can ask for more than that if you think that that's um, that you're entitled to that. And for sure, the 
you can only tell so much from like a floor and a and a ceiling mm-hmm. on a on a collective agreement salary grid. So yeah. I think talking to people and getting a better idea. The count salary list can be really helpful as well and get a sense of regionally what's going on and, and what's an appropriate salary. But um, I think for me, I was moving uh, to a whole different province and the timeline was really tight. So one of the biggest sticking points in our negotiation was, was the starting date. Right. Um, yeah, but uh, Emma has some other ideas about other things you can ask for. Yeah. Definitely. So kind of our fourth tip ties into that. So it's, it's sitting down and thinking about what is on your list that you would want to negotiate. So we usually talk about salaries, but as Paula mentioned, are there things like starting dates that m- will make a big difference for you? <clears throat> you know, if you have to sell a house like Paula did in a short amount of time, that's a lot of stress. And if you have kids. If you have kids. Oh, yeah. Um, so those things, though they may be written out, you know, a start date of, of this time, um, it's worth it to ask about it. If it, if that doesn't work for you, um, you know, how, how can you um, bridge that gap? So there's start dates, there's, um, you know, are there professional development funds? They may mention that in the package, they may not, so that's something to talk about. Um, are there responsibilities in the job that they mentioned or didn't mention that you wanted to talk about? Let's say you've been really involved in an organization and want to continue that work. Um, will that be you know, part of your job? Um, hopefully you don't have to do it off the side of your desk, but the, you know, embrace as part of your uh, professional librarianship. Mm-hmm. Yes, these but, are all things I didn't think about. <laughs> <laughs> I had... Um, I had previous years teaching experience that I didn't use as a leverage um, that I could have potentially used. Um, so it's also considering what, what am I bringing to the table that um, makes me a really good candidate for this mm-hmm. and that I deserve, you know. Well, not only that, Emma, you had co-op experience right here. <laughs> and I mean, you came in and we already knew you and mm-hmm. you knew all of us. You knew the way this library worked. Yeah. Like we didn't have to do a bunch of Training. orientation yeah. and training so that mm-hmm. un- that really was quite valuable so right. yeah yeah but live and learn I mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well we don't always necessarily know the cards that we hold right it, it takes yeah. some time and and thought about what you have to offer to be able to articulate that to yourself let alone other people mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that actually brings us into, I guess, the last one, and that is a lot of this self-talk. Um, if you're feeling nervous, and mm-hmm. beyond that, it's um, you know there's some some really big social things that are going on with this. So the research that Emma and I are doing, we just got ethics approval for a survey we're going to be sending out soon um, on negotiation behaviors. And one of the things that we see a lot when we're reading other people's research, this is across every profession you can possibly imagine is that women are not only less likely to negotiate, but the outcomes are are sometimes less and and they often don't ask for as much. So we're not only looking at, you know, the gendered aspect of it, but we want to take a more intersectional view and look at other aspects as well and how they, um, you know, impact negotiation. But 
one of the things that we talk about is is kind of that self-talk and getting your yourself in your head to advocate for yourself and the thing that kills me about librarians and archivists is we're so good at advocating for other people <laughs> and we can be terrible about doing it for ourselves and i think because we tend to be so outward focused um my answer to that and it's one that i i read recently was if, if you're having trouble asking for something for yourself consider the fact that every time you successfully negotiate for yourself like on the job whether it's that starting salary or you know something that comes up later you are advocating for every single other librarian you work with and everyone who comes after you so that is something that you can tell yourself in your head to make it you know a little bit more palatable to do those things um, the other thing is to remind yourself of the realities of any job search. So here in academic libraries, like we have very broad procedures about how we hire people. We can have, what is it, seven people on a hiring committee? Yep. Mm -hmm. And they're all usually, you know, tenure track or tenured people or senior administrators in the library. Like that's a lot of money sitting <laughs> around the table. Um, so they're putting in a huge amount of effort, and especially if they've flown you in to bring you there. Nobody wants a failed search. So again, you know, remind yourself that they picked you, that they saw something about you and and remind yourself of that if you're feeling at all hesitant to advocate for yourself and negotiate and even if you suspect that maybe you weren't the first choice <laughs> well hell even better because again nobody wants a failed search so um i think that pretty much anything is on the table and again if you speak to your faculty association and do even the most basic research about say a salary and about other things, as long as there's not a huge gap between expectation and the reality, uh, I've never heard of anybody getting their offers yanked. Um, so that's always the biggest fear that people talk about is that, you know, it's going to be rescinded and, and we're, we just haven't been hearing that anecdotally and it's going to be interesting to see if that bears out in the research that we do. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in terms of like the, the feminized nature of the profession, um, because it, I'm guessing that this does come up in librarianship very often because there's like an overwhelmingly female population in our profession. Um, and it's interesting because I know that for me in moments when I wanted to negotiate or thought about negotiating or have been pushed by others to negotiate, even when I've been uncomfortable and haven't wanted to, which is the truth of it usually, um, I usually am, you know, thinking those thoughts of like, what if this person thinks that I have, you know, a chip on my shoulder? What if they think that I think mm -hmm. so highly of myself that I deserve this salary that maybe is beyond expectation? That that, that bit of self-talk can definitely be very real. So I, that's a really valuable, really valuable piece of advice. Well, and this is a perfect example because Emily, I look at you and having known you since library school, and see someone who puts herself out there to talk for other people and to advocate for other people. But it's it's just something I see all the time in, in libraries. So again, we, you know, it's okay. And um, my good friend Sophia Apostle did a, an article that was in one of the Okula newsletters and we've got it up on our website. We have a negotiating website now. And Sophia lists her top 10 tips. and. One thing Sophia mentions quite forcefully is that when she's talking to library leaders that they actually expect
expect that we're going to negotiate and that they know that they've got the right person when that person negotiates and advocates because you're going to be doing a lot of that in your work as a librarian. Yeah, it's true. And it feels so much easier when it's not about you. <laughs> so this is, this is very, very helpful advice. <laughs> I think a lot of people will find it very, very useful to be thinking about this. Thank you so much for sharing that advice with us. Was there anything that came up at the super conference when you gave your talk um, that contributed towards you moving towards your survey? Uh, we had planned the survey uh, beforehand, but mm -hmm. I think the conference um, helped us to focus in on the the reasons that we don't negotiate, so what's holding mm -hmm. us back. So the participants at OLA um, were so generous in sharing uh, with us, you know, their fears about it. Um, you know, will I be viewed negatively? Will the offer be rescinded? You know, I'm a new grad. I'm just happy to get a job. Why would I negotiate? So all of those things, I think, have shaped um, the questions we've put into the survey, things that we want to learn more about. Um, but yeah, we're, we're excited to see what comes out of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what comes out of it, too. So will you be primarily getting in touch with academic libraries and librarians for your survey? Yes, that's who we're going to focus on for this one. Um, I had reached out to a couple of friends in college libraries to see, like, do you negotiate? And I wasn't getting sort of the same response uh, from them that I was from uh, university librarians. So we decided to focus more on that. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll get this initial one out. And who knows, like in the future, we might decide to do um, focused interviews with people. Um, so this is Paula speaking. And one of the things that I discussed with someone who's been a mentor to me in another library is we just started telling our stories to each other, which by the way is so important. Mm -hmm. And we had both been in a situation where we had to negotiate with um, a place and a person that we already knew. And we started to wonder if that's maybe a disadvantage in some cases. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm kind of interested in things like that, but um, you know, Emma and I would probably like to do something that we can follow up on again in about five years. And I mean, I'm kind of closing in on retirement age a little bit more. So I'm hoping Emma will take up the torch and we'll just keep this going. And mostly what we want to do is, is normalize these conversations and um, have tools out there that people can use and, you know, make a difference for people. And I, I really, I, I don't think it's up to women to negotiate our way out of the wage gap right um not just women but any disadvantaged social group absolutely that's really not the onus on it but i can say that when i had my third negotiation experience and it went well um how positive and excited i was when i landed here and what a huge difference that made so what i would say if there's any deans or uls listening is to remember you know how you felt when you were us and um you know to think about what that means to someone when you that's a really tangible way to show somebody you know you're valued and i'm really excited to see what you're going to bring to this library absolutely absolutely so do you have any any last sort of words for anybody who may be facing a salary negotiation the week that they hear this podcast <laughs> congratulations yeah <laughs> <laughs> um 
but yeah, like uh, understanding that you've done something really great there. You've presented yourself and that needs to continue. So um, there is room to negotiate and um, whether or not it's stated in the letter of offer, it wasn't explicitly mentioned in my letter, um, understanding that there's a, a chance to do that and that um, there are things that are, are worth it to have those conversations about what your work should be because it, it starts it starts when you get that letter and you start thinking about going to that workplace yeah it's definitely the beginning and if they're really hard line like say i know in ontario you guys are having an interesting time in <laughs> higher education uh that is about to start for us as well with the new government i'm you know i i anticipate that we could be looking at some shortfalls and things like that. Mm -hmm. So let's say salary is really off the table. Well, that's almost a benefit if you're looking for some other things. So have a list and think about all the things that you need to be the most successful that you can be prepared to present it that way, um, you know, to, to say this is what I need and this is how it's going to benefit you. Always think about the other side as well. But um, that's one thing Sophia talks about as well in hers that she had a a situation where she wasn't going to get any extra money on the salary, but they they did come through on another thing that was really beneficial to her and the library. So I think just kind of um, visualizing things and writing out some lists and getting yourself prepared, which is why you don't <laughs> sign that letter right away. And, and you know, talking to people that you trust. Um, you know, we have this uh, LibGuide now that's kind of collecting all this negotiating uh, tips and experiences, but uh, a lot of times it's it's those mentors that you have that can give you some really good, solid advice that can make such a huge difference for you career-wise. Absolutely, and we can post a link to that LibGuide with the podcast notes so that everybody can have a chance to take a look at it because I think that's a really valuable resource and it's so wonderful that you're doing this work. Well, we want to have something out there that we didn't have. So um, it's, it's actually been a lot of fun and we're not sure what happened, but it recently experienced a spike in views last week. Like it literally doubled. And so we don't know what's going on, but we're like, I don't know if it was a Russian cyber attack, but you know, I'll take it. Um, but we're really just excited to have something out there that other people can use. And yeah, we're really hoping that other people will take up this torch and, and help each other because uh, that's one of the best things I think that keeps me in librarianship is how good people are to each other. Absolutely, same here. It's a it's a really amazing profession to be in and you're making it an even better one with your work. Thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here, Paula and Emma. And um, I think we're all gonna be a little bit more prepared <laughs> the next time this conversation <laughs> comes up in our workplaces, thank to you. So if you have any questions or comments on today's episode, please drop us a line at the contact us section of our website at accessoa.com. Visit us on Twitter at onlibrarysoc and on Facebook at facebook.com slash accessoa. Don't forget to subscribe with whatever podcatcher you're using these days and please tell a friend about Library Land Loves. Thanks so much. See you next time. Okay, we're good, you guys. Swear? I think you didn't swear. Woohoo! <laughs> you didn't swear. <laughs> Holy <laughs> f- it's a modern day miracle. Oh my gosh, Paula, you're hilarious. <laughs>